0: This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast, a weekly show to help you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen ronalds Keane. Enjoy the podcast. everybody happy new year okay so i know it's the end of february already uh but this is the first season of season three so i think it still counts as a happy new year um and how has 2018 been for you so far when we last picked up in the last season we were talking about new year's resolutions and theme words for the year did you set any new year's new year's resolutions and how are they going now two months in did you set a theme word or a motto for the year? You might remember from that last episode that my theme word for 2018 is ease and I'm working at creating more ease, more white space in my life uh, and doing less but doing it better because I really, you know, my big reflection from 2017 was that I had overcommitted myself, which is a classic self-care uh, sabotage for me and i um, so I'm, I'm planning on doing less in 2018 but doing it better. It's come in really handy already when making decisions this year um, and it, not just my uh, life activities but also some of my decisions relating to self-care for teachers in 2018 as well as the other work activities that I do. So I've been um, decluttering my house, decluttering the digital files on my computer this week and tidying up my Google Drive and my iCloud storage accounts, which is fairly tedious, but uh, very cathartic. If you haven't done a digital declutter in a while, I highly recommend it. Um, and those are just some of the things that I'm doing in my, you know, spare time to create more ease. But also I've I've uh, decided to be very uh, conscious and intentional about the uh, number of projects that I take on for self-care for teachers in 2018. Uh, and And I'm going to talk to you a little bit in a minute about about how I'm doing that and how I'm making sure that those will get done and how I'm doing less but better. Um, So in some more exciting news, uh, this here podcast has just celebrated its first birthday. Happy birthday to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. I'm actually pretty amazed at how fast the year went in hindsight. Uh, The days are long, but the years are short. Uh, And I'm really proud of myself for sticking with it podcasts are wonderful things and I have been an avid podcast listener for like a decade now but I tell you what they take some organizing um it's been a big learning curve and a lot of work but really worth it and I I celebrated the actual podcast birthday on Sunday with um brunch with some of my teacher friends we've all since left the school where we met and where we worked together but our bond is still very strong and it was a really lovely way to spend a Sunday catching up with them. And I actually have some interesting re- uh, reflections on it because now that we work at different schools, I find that our conversations when we do catch up are much less full of shop talk and much more about our actual lives outside of work, which is really nice because then we actually focus on being people first and teachers second, which, as you know, is very important for our overall well-being and our sense of satisfaction both at work and at home and is kind of the message of this here podcast and everything I do at Self-Care for Teachers. It's about being a person first and a teacher second because when you look after the person, the teacher looks after herself basically. that the, the, the classroom stuff, the work stuff is a lot easier to manage when you've got that, that personal life, the health, the well-being taken care of. And so also along the lines of celebration, I also want to celebrate my first Patreon supporter, a big shout out to Kirsty, who tells me that she was binge listening to the podcast recently, which is so funny, by the way, because another lovely listener, Katie, told me the same thing just before Christmas, that she'd listened to the whole second season, I think, um, on a road trip. Um, and here I am, having been binge listening to other podcasters for years now, and now people are doing that to my podcast, which is, you know, I'm thrilled and I'm really honoured to be a part of your lives in this way. So I just want to say thank you. If you've, if you've listened to one episode or if you've listened to every episode I just want to say thank you because it is a real honor for me um to be a part of your life in this way um so yeah thank you and thank you to Kirsty. so back in the beginning of season two I mentioned that I'd started a Patreon page and for those of you who don't know Patreon is an online platform uh where people come together to support artists and creatives and Um, Just the people that they follow so that they can continue to create their work in the world. And it goes back to that idea that, you know, a few hundred years ago, the nobility or the king or the leaders of polite society um, would patronize the creative careers of music composers and artists and the like, so that they were fed and watered and they could focus their time and energy on creating their masterpieces. Um, But these days, you don't have to put me up in your villa in Tuscany to create this podcast but you can become a patron by donating a small amount each month towards the cost of producing this podcast Um, and all the other work that I do in self-care for teachers as well. But if you do happen to have a villa in Tuscany and you do want me to record from there, just let me know. I'm sure we can sort something out. Um, So, yes, I have a Patreon page and the wonderful Kirstie is my very first patron and patrons – who donate as little as $2 per month, go into the quarterly prize draw. Uh, and there are a number of other options for patron levels too, including some discounted coaching sessions. So you can head over to patreon.com slash selfcareforteachers. That's all one word, no hyphen in the um, URL there. patreon.com forward slash teachers uh, to find out more and become a patron if you like. I would very much appreciate it. Uh, because as you may have heard me say before, podcasts are free to listen to, but they're not free to make. And your support really helps me to continue to create the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast well into the future. And on the topic of my creating too, I thought you might like a book update. Uh, if you're not on my newsletter list or following me on social media, you might have no idea what I'm talking about. Although I did mention it in one of the episodes in season two where I read you a bit of a snippet of some of my writing. Um yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you're not following me on those channels, my recommendation for you is to follow me on, uh, at Self Care for Teachers on Facebook and Instagram um, and jump on my newsletter list too so that you can stay up to date with what's happening with Self Care for Teachers and my work between seasons of the podcast. Uh, I will pop links to all of those in the show notes uh, as well, which you can find at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And yeah, so in case you didn't already know, late last year um, in November, I participated in NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel Writers Month, uh, and it's, I believe, an American thing, so it's international now, uh, and you don't have to write a novel, <laughs> you don't have to write fiction, um, which is why I gave it a shot. So it's an accountability challenge where you write every day for 30 days, and the goal is to get a 50,000-word draft of a book by the end of November. I did not get to 50,000 words, but I did make it to 25,000 words in November. Um, And as I said, I didn't write a novel. I began my book for teachers about self-care and well-being. And then in December, I had a meeting with a book editor, which was very exciting. Her name is Kelly Exeter. She is fantastic. You might know her from such podcasts as Let It Be and Straight and Curly, Both of which started on the Jackrabbit FM network, both of which I highly recommend. I don't think Let It Be is doing any more new episodes, but Straight and Curly is still going strong. And I highly recommend that podcast if you like self improvement, like I do, because it is a podcast for self improvement junkies. And Kelly Exeter and Carly Jacobs, who are the hosts, hostesses, um, do a brilliant job. So, highly recommend that. Anyway, Kelly and I had a great chat about what I had written so far, and she really helped me clarify my ideas and drill down into my message a little bit further, and she also made the rather incredible suggestion that what I had written, that 25,000 words in November, was actually probably more suited to a second book, just by what I was covering in it, Um, which took me by surprise a bit, uh, but it does make a lot of sense because I actually had a whole book plan, you know, like a whole outline uh at the, you know that i had written before that i when i sat down to write in november a whole lot of different words came out that were not on the plan um so she suggested kelly suggested that i save what i'd written in november and go back to that original book outline and get that out- outlined book out into the world before coming back to this sort of new topic it's still on the still on the topic of self-care you know and well-being for teachers but it's just a little bit more political a little bit less help yourself, you know, look after yourself. So um, anyway, watch this space (laughs) because there might might be two books in the long run, but we're going to start with the first book first. Uh, And so then in January, I put my money where my mouth is and I joined Kelly's group program for nonfiction writers. So it's a coaching program because I wanted to get some accountability and guidance on actually getting this book out into the world in 2018. It's one of my highest goals, but it's also the easiest one to let slide. Like a book is a big project. Um, It doesn't happen in one day, but it's like little by little over a process of months, which means I can let it slide today and fool myself into thinking that I'll work on it tomorrow. It'll be fine. But if I do that every day, 2018 will disappear exactly the way 2017 did. And the book will still be taking up space in my brain instead of on bookshelves in your houses. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's where the power of coaching comes in. Like an online group writing program is different to the individual life and well-being co- coaching programs that I facilitate, but the point is still the same. The point is that if you have a goal, if you want to achieve it, you know, for me I've been trying to write my book, but putting it off day by day, putting off the little the little actions that I can take to move it forward day by day, you know, watching Netflix after dinner instead, for several years now and Netflix is fine. It is important to have downtime and that's the point. In 2017 in particular I realised I'd actually committed to too much and the reason the book didn't happen is because there's only so many hours in the day and I was getting other priorities done and that's fine because I'm walking my talk, I'm looking after me as well, but I know that I'm an obliger um, a la Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Framework Uh, which I talked about in episode 18, I think it was, of season one. So for more details on that, go and check that out. I'll pop a link in the show notes as well. And um, so being an obliger, what that means is that I get things done best when I have some sort of accountability. And realizing this really changed my self-talk and my approach to setting goals because if I don't achieve something that I set out to achieve, um, I'm able to get really honest about myself about whether – whether I didn't achieve it because, you know, I overcommitted and I said, you know, I'm going to do 25 things when only really maybe 10 were reasonably and, you know, feasible. Um, or is it because I was just prioritising something else? Um, or is it because I didn't set myself up for success by using accountability strategies that I know work for me? Um, so the example that Gretchen Rubin often uses is that, you know, maybe in high, when you were in high school, uh, you might have been in a sporting team or um, she uses the example of a friend of hers that was running track, which I think is like a- athletics in America. And when she was in high school, she could you know, turn up to training and she did her training every every day of the week or running training or whatever, no worries because there was a coach that was there every week they went to training and checked in and was easily able to get things done. But then once school finished and this woman was out on her own in the world, she didn't have that athletics coach anymore so she just stopped Running, stop doing that exercise. And for me, I certainly experienced that with with my music, with piano. When I was at school, I was doing exams. I had piano lessons every week. I practiced. When I finished school, even though I had grand plans to learn all these new songs, I didn't do it because I didn't practice because I didn't have any accountability. So I know that this this works for me. Accountability works for me, Um, and. I also know, like, that it's not a lack of willpower. It's not a moral failing on my part that I need accountability to get things done. Um, And I'm completely done. I'm completely over trying to work against my natural tendencies by, like, trying to do things on my own, trying to, um, you know, fulfil some kind of ego needs by doing it all on my own without asking for help, without getting accountability, you know, because... I'm done, do- I'm done operating that way because when I work with myself, get the accountability that I need, I get things done without all that overthinking, without all the procrastination, without the internal struggle. So it works for me, right? Work with what works. If it doesn't work for you, and that may be the case if you're not uh, an obliger, especially if you're a rebel as per Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies Framework. If it doesn't work with you, for you, fine, but if it does and, you know, Obligers are the biggest category population-wise, so I'm willing to bet a good number of you listening are also people that find accountability as powerful as I do. If it works, use it, right? Use what works. That being said, I also now know that I need to be really careful about what kind of and how much accountability I seek out in my life because it is so powerful um, and for me, at least, you know, that you can't have too much of a good thing there. But coaching works. So I knew I wanted to get this book project to really happen for reals this year. And so if I wanted to do that, I needed some accountability. And and it's also a way for me to do less better, right, and create ease in my 2018. Because one of the things that I'm really focusing on this year is reducing the mental load in my life. All the decisions, all the thinking, the things to remember, the kind of willpower conversations that we have with ourselves in our own head or maybe that's just me but you know that all takes up mental energy we only have a limited amount of mental energy so conserving my mental energy for the things that are really important is something I'm really focusing on this year and getting an accountability coach takes away some of that mental load for me the mental load that's like it's unnecessary I don't have to spend all that time and energy you know motivating myself to get things done when I have accountability there. So why don't I just get the accountability and take take that whole mental load piece out? Because I'm an obliger and it makes things getting things done easier for me. Less decision fatigue, less, you know, mental double handling associated with tasks. So I've just finished, I joined this book coaching group with Kelly Exeter and I've just finished my first 10-day challenge. And I haven't added up how many words I got out of it yet, but it was a lot and it was much you know, it was actually along the topic of, you know, along the lines of that first outline that I've written, so that's really good. Um, of course, the very raw, completely unedited first draft words, but you've got to start somewhere. So that's the exciting update on the book project right now. Uh, I will continue to work on it and keep you updated. It will be out this year. I'm not going to give you a date. I don't, don't know when exactly it will be out, but it will be this year. Um, so watch this space. So, yeah, that's my exciting book update. Oh, and if you would like to help me with the book project, I am actually looking for teachers to interview not for the podcast. These would actually be completely confidential interviews where I really want to hear from teachers about some of the issues that they are facing with their well-being that maybe are the kind that you wouldn't come on a public podcast and share because you might uh, upset your boss or um, reveal personal information about students in your classes that you obviously cannot reveal in public. Um, so I would really love to hear from you. I'm doing some in-depth interviews at the moment and later on there will be a, a, a survey as well. Uh, but so to keep your ears out for the survey, but if you're happy to do a recorded interview with me and it was only recorded so that I can take notes later, uh, it's completely confidential, please go to the show notes selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast Uh, and click the link to book a a one-hour conversation with me. It probably takes about 40 minutes but I like to allow a little bit more time just in case. All right that's my update there. And some more updates after taking a really big break at the uh, sort of second half of 2017. I have opened up some coaching spots in my schedule again starting mid-March I offer two types of coaching, so accountability coaching, which is pretty much just like what I was saying for the obligers out there who just need an external person to help them stick to their goals. Um, This isn't actually particularly helpful for those of you who might have set some New Year's resolutions and you started the school year with some healthy habits going really strong, but maybe by midterm they've started to slip off your priority list. I know what that's like. Totally happens to me too. Um, and so you know what to do, you've got a plan, but you're just not sticking to it. And that's where the short regular accountability coaching sessions can help. Um, it's like I like to say it's like a personal trainer for your mind, um, you know, because when you go to the gym with a personal trainer, like most of us know that we need to exercise and we, we kind of know if we're an educated person, you kind of know what exercise is good for you, like do some cardio, do some pushups, whatever, but getting out of bed in the morning uh, you know, half an hour early to go and do that exercise is really hard unless you know you've paid somebody to who's meeting you at the gym and then you then you rock up. So that's accountability coaching. It's the same kind of idea because you, you get things done because you know somebody's going to ask you about it. Um, but then there's also more in-depth, um, longer sessions. So the life and well-being coaching packages that I have are where together we, you know, we dive deep into what it is you really want for your life and your well-being. So th- that's particularly good for people that are Maybe they don't have a plan. You know, maybe maybe you actually do need to do some of that self-discovery before you get to the accountability phase of the getting things done. Um, so I can help you set those goals for your health and happiness and create a plan and discover and overcome the barriers to self-care that might be holding you back from achieving those goals. So I'm only opening my books to a limited number of coaching clients. At this stage, probably four per week maximum, because remember, I'm doing less better um, so head over to selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash coaching if you're interested in that and to book a discovery call where we can you know meet and greet and see if we're a good fit all right so i think that's all the announcements i have for you coming up this season in season three of the teacher well-being podcast we have some really great guests so far i have a couple of wonderful interviews with teachers who have found the ways to look after themselves inside the classroom and outside the classroom that work for them and they're enjoying work and life much more because of it. Funny that. And I also have some great guests who are doing really cool things in the teacher wellbeing space in Australia. So, um, for example, Daniela from teacherwellbeing.com.au and Trudy from Teachers Thriving Magazine, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful magazine, by the way. Look it up. Um, I'm really looking forward to sharing their work and their wisdom with you this season because I just think it's important and I want everybody to know about their work. And just before I leave you um, this episode, I want to read you a couple of passages from chapter one of the book, The Art of Extreme Self-Care by Cheryl Richardson. So this is the book that I often give away in my, um, in my giveaways, like my back to school giveaway and my Patreon giveaways. It's also the book that I give as part of my welcome pack to all new coaching clients But I I still use it. I mean, I've read it a number of times and I I often turn to it for reminders myself. So I want to read to you from Chapter 1, which is called End the Legacy of Deprivation. And it's talking particularly about the the way we often treat ourselves because this is the core of self-care, right? It's about putting your own oxygen mask on before you help others. So there's a few points that um, the author Cheryl talks about. She says, "I've come to learn that overgiving is often a sign of deprivation, a signal that a need isn't being met, an emotion isn't being expressed, or a void isn't getting filled." So I think that's really important because a lot of teachers are overgivers, and and Maria talked about that in the episode that I did with her in um, at the end of season two. So overgiving. Cheryl Richardson goes on to say, you might be available and generous with others because on some level you have an unconscious desire to get what you give, whether it's acknowledgement, affection, recognition or support. Becoming aware of how and why you feel deprived can be a key to recognising what needs to shift emotionally and physically to achieve extreme self-care. In what ways are you starving yourself? of what you need to live a rich and fulfilling life. After all, no one else says yes, overbooks your schedule or makes the needs of others a priority but you. The gift in owning this reality is that you own the power to change it too. The choices you make either honour your extreme self-care or they leave you feeling deprived. It's really that simple. So, that's what I wanted to leave you with, just a little something to think about, the ways you're starving yourself of what you need to live a rich and fulfilling life and whether you're doing that because you're unconsciously hoping that if you give to others, they will give back to you. But I want to tell you that you're allowed to give that to yourself. You're a person first and a teacher second. You are allowed to look after you. And even more than that, when you do look after you deliberately and deeply giving to others will come from a much healthier place you can't pour from an empty cup so if you're giving to others without also giving to yourself eventually you're going to run out run out of that essence of you that is able to keep giving so that's my reminder to you this week i hope that you have a wonderful week remember that you're a person first and a teacher second And thank you very much for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. Take care. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. I'd love it also if you would leave a rating and review in iTunes and share it with your friends. This really helps the podcast reach more people and together we can spread the message of teacher wellbeing to create thriving school communities. Show notes for this episode can be found at selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash selfcareforteachers and on Instagram my handle is at selfcareforteachers. So come along and follow me there.